0: Hello, everybody. This is the Canadian Disney Podcast. My name is Ryan Miller. I'm from Hamilton, Ontario. This week, uh, beside me is my wife, Lauren. Hello. And uh, also joining us this week, we have Ryan and Lauren in London, Ontario. Hello. Hello. Welcome, everybody. Oh, my goodness. We're all together. Uh, oh, a new
1: show and new yeah. people. Oh, a new <laughs> show,
0: <laughs> old faces, old uh, Uh, tired faces we've got a (laughs) we've got a two-year-old running around uh but yeah this is our first episode of the canadian disney podcast officially
2: so fresh and new so
0: fresh and new all the bells and whistles just a
2: waiting spring this canadian winter is holding on oh
0: my goodness yeah it just snowed the other day
2: yeah
1: it it feels wait a second this this could be you could have this could be in the uh like like you have a seven month window that that statement could always be.
0: that's true Uh, That's true. It's snowing outside. Is it snowing where you are at this time? Yeah. Who knows. Uh but yeah, uh same same cast of characters I suppose. Yep. Uh we're still going to be talking about Disney. We'll be talking about lots of uh lots of things as well. Um but today we figured we'd kick things off with a little bit of a recap but also like a I can't <laughs> believe that happened uh story. Um and one of the things you know, as Canadians with when it comes to travel, uh, specifically to Florida or to California, um, is airline travel. And you know, traveling from in the states is such a um, such an easy thing. like it's it's relatively you don't think about it too much. There are lots of planes, there are lots of airports. Um, things can move relatively quickly. But in Canada, you just have to decide whether you want to fly from Canada. Uh, or drive across the border and if you go way back into our archives episode number 14 did talk about airline travel so we're going to talk uh just briefly kind of updating that but also a little bit of a focus on what do you do when things don't go as planned because it happens and it seems to happen more and more these days
2: I was going to say and it seems to happen to you guys
1: <laughs> yeah it really does and i I know every time we travel with my kids, my kids will say something like, "Remember when this happened?" Oh. and "Remember when this happened?" and you're like, "Yeah, but that does, stuff doesn't always happen." After a while, it starts to feel like maybe it does always happen. Like we've had a bird fly in the engine, no. or canceled our flight, um, and it, that was when we were going on a cruise again, just like this experience. Right. We had the incident in in February or in December with with Buffalo, where the snowstorm kind of grounded yep. the plane, and, and we decided to, to drive. Um, you raised home time, from a
2: hur- to beat a hurricane. We
1: we, we 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 rented a car last minute and drove uh, away from Hurricane Doreen. Um, yeah, it it or Dorian actually. Yes. Uh, Doreen is our neighbor.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Hopefully, Dorian, she's not a listener. Hurricane
1: if, Doreen. If, she's not, if, I, if I judging on percentages, I would say she's not. But um, so so anyways. This time, we thought we would be, you know, pretty uh, smug, and we would book from Waterloo going to Orlando. Hang on. Oh, you want to? Fine. You want to explain that?
3: I will not say we were smug. We wanted to leave out of Detroit. Don't forget, we wanted to book with Spirit. Sure, sure, sure. DTW. Yeah. But it was not
1: an option. Right. So at we the felt time. pretty confident, at the, confident it was, at the time. It was not uh, Spirit hadn't released their flights, which definitely happens. And it's something you should be aware of. Um, you know, if you're booking your flight eight, seven, six months out, you might not see all the actual options that will be available closer to the date of your flight. So if you are a little flexible and this can also impact pricing and it can impact a ton of your your options, whether it's hotels, rental cars, you know, it might make sense to kind of wait a little bit closer to your date. However, we are traveling with some more senior population, my mom and, and in laws, and so it, and they definitely don't listen. And <laughs> it is uh, important to note that they wanted kind of the security of having the flights already booked for a while. And leaving from Waterloo made a little bit more sense because I think there's some reluctance on uh, our parents' side that didn't want to cross the border first, wanting to cross the border using. Flying over just made them feel more comfortable. So that was kind of why we chose to leave from Waterloo.
3: And the advantages, smaller airport, cheaper parking, you know, less hustle and bustle. I mean, I love flying out of Porter. It's nice, you know, on on the island. In Toronto, Toronto, yeah. I mean, when things go well out of London, it's great. You know, customs is quick. It's, you know, really not a long line in most cases. So there's good reasons to fly out of a small airport and there's lots of reasons to fly Canadian. I mean, you want to support local, right? That's good. Want to have lots of options and we won't have lots of options if we don't use them. However.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. All that stuff is good. That's really positive. (laughs) And it's true. Um, However, I would say uh, one of the reasons why it's tough to have Canadian air travel is we have one tenth of the population of America. And so that's why America has, you know, more planes readily available and one of the problems that can happen on your flights out is what happens if your flight gets cancelled um you know we were flying out march break the saturday of march break from waterloo and our flight with Flair was cancelled um now i will say to flair's credit they did cancel it at eight o'clock in the morning versus cancelling it at two o'clock in the afternoon which allowed us a bit of time to pivot however one of the things that we've never ever encountered in all of our experiences is a plane being confiscated that was definitely a new one for our travel journal
0: if if somebody Uh, if i were a betting man that's like somebody making uh you know one of those wild and crazy bets that like just might pay off if the absolute unthinkable (laughs) happens or a miracle happens in your case it it wasn't a miracle (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like the the same bet as somebody who their full time job to be a travel agent on March first, twenty twenty, thinking <laughs> that travel was its way up and there's oh. no worldwide pandemic. And, uh, where are we now? Not speaking mm. from personal experience, so maybe I'm just <coughs> lucky. Um, but yeah, so this was really new for us. Uh, Flair, you know, didn't pay didn't pay their bills, and the company that they owed money to said, "We're taking four of our planes." And one of them was our plane to Orlando. So, and you,
0: you know, said that it was it was on like the tarmac, like you could yeah, see no, the it, plane. It had, it had come back. Um, I'd love
1: to know if the passengers uh, getting off the plane in Waterloo. So, I'm pretty sure it was a red eye from Vancouver. I would have loved to have known if they had any inkling or heard anything, mm. or if there was any calls um, before they got on the plane because it would have been a red eye. So, would have. I guess probably technically would have been before midnight of, of March 11th. But yeah, we were waiting in the airport. Um, They were a little bit behind because the red eye was a little bit late, but not, you know, it was not that late at all. And at seven 30, we were supposed to leave and nobody was really moving outside or inside the terminal. And I, again, because we've had some crazy things happen, Lauren and I had kind of started to think, well, maybe we should think about what if, um, which I, w- I wouldn't say you always have to think about this. And sometimes I think it's paranoia more than anything else. But
3: it's but, good to know what your options are. It's good to know what other flights are leaving that day to, where you, to near or where you want to go. It's not a bad thing to do that research.
0: Or even just to have a like, you don't have to have a firm backup plan, but just to know kind of like, if things go sideways, what am I going to look at? What am I going to do? Well,
2: and I think that that might, it seems like that might be more advantageous to do if you're traveling in peak times. Because these things seem to be happening and, and causing bigger deals because just more people are traveling. But like Christmas, summer, March break, like that's that seems to be when more people obviously are impacted but um yeah the, i mean the whole southwest thing right <laughs> around yes. christmas like that yeah. was a disaster so you know i think it's and travel's just different after covid yeah it's not as reliable
0: well i'm were the sunwing canadians who were stuck in mexico
2: oh yeah or
0: somewhere in the in the caribbean where uh sunwing just couldn't get them back and was like oh yeah we'll pick you up in a week and they're like well that's obviously not acceptable so yeah
3: i have definitely heard it's a huge uh, lack of pilots lack of planes like you well know, and i think it makes sense everybody went and got another job
1: right like, yeah well and everybody uh, also throughout the pandemic has been yearning for travel to get back and so everybody yeah. wants to go and do things so definitely you, you know, there is a bit of a bottleneck but i would say what made this more stressful was we had a cruise that we booked in 2019, uh, pre-pandemic, that was for family's birthday. My mom's 70th. It was now 73. <laughs> um, you know, so we were getting on this plane no matter or this cruise no matter what. It was leaving 4 o'clock on March 12th. And it was, you know, 8, 8 o'clock on March 11th in the morning. And we were basically trying to figure out how do we get to for, for Miami. For four o'clock the next day. So,
0: and you're in Waterloo, Ontario. In Waterloo, Ontario. At this so time, so
3: it's not really likely that we could drive it.
2: I might have been accurate, because but. you've got you've got your parents, you've got three like grandparents, right? Correct. Yeah. And yeah. your two kids. We, yes. Correct. And you've already been through this a few months ago,
1: right. <laughs> like driving, deciding loved, to drive we, down. Right, Right, and we had gotten up at four in the morning as well. So we Uh, were all feeling awesome. And so basically, you know, google.ca backslash flights is one of my favorite tools when it comes to looking at flights because you can search different airports, uh, incoming and outgoing. And
0: like at at the same time, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I was literally searching from uh, Toronto, Hamilton, Detroit, Buffalo, uh, Flint, uh, Niagara, not that I necessarily do that again. Uh, Cleveland, you can just do it all at once. Pittsburgh, uh, and then you can kind of see what options come up. Toronto came up at like six thousand dollars Canadian for the seven of us, so that was just not going to be an option. No, uh, we did the travel insurance, which was a a lot of research was done by Lauren to kind of figure out which is the best one. Do keep in mind that every travel insurance is very different, and it can it, it, it can change based on whether they cover weather delays or mechanical delays or how much money they'll cover or how long does the plan have to be delayed before it's covered. These are all questions that you need to suss out with your insurance provider. Uh, so we were fortunate that we had that and, and kind of had that in our back pocket, but we did find a flight out of Detroit with spirit, um, leaving at seven thirty in the evening that night and got us into Fort Lauderdale. Um, three hours later. So that was awesome. Uh, it was stressful. We were exhausted, but we did make it, but it, it having an idea of what our options were, I think made it really quick to kind of pivot, um, which I know that while we were in the airport, there was a lot of sad families that didn't really know what their options were. And I get it. Waterloo is close enough to places, but it's not, It's not like Toronto where you've got fifty other flights that are coming in and you can maybe maneuver stuff. Though Toronto is tricky at best. Detroit's a great example because there was a four o'clock, a seven o'clock, and a ten o'clock plane going to Fort Lauderdale, Miami, or Orlando, so you had more options. And it's one of the reasons why I highly recommend if you've got the flexibility, go to the bigger airport. It'll just give you more freedom if things go
0: sideways. Well, because I I mean, if
3: on episode fourteen and we didn't listen to our own advice.
0: I mean, if you're in Waterloo, Ontario, I think you were you there knowing that, like, there is not another flight out of here for, like, at least a a week, but I would assume. But what if this
2: is, like, your first time traveling? Like, yeah. like, that's the thing, is not everybody travels every year, like, yeah, you know, or, yeah, I don't know, or it's, it, it traveling as stressful as it is, especially if yeah. you're not, if you don't do it frequently but
3: there's no one in the airport to help you yeah. because yeah. there wasn't yeah. which i will say was disgusting yeah there were people that were shell-shocked the looks on the faces was just like and this what is do a good do? reason to use a travel agent
2: if you want to um i mean when you used to be a travel agent it's like you at least sort of know how to approach it um right or or you're li- maybe a little bit better at the problem solving whether you want to yeah. do it yourself or not it different I
1: thing. would definitely recommend if you're if you're flying for the first time and you're you know doing the Disney vacation and definitely find a travel agent and I know from personal experience I know there are travel agents out there that are not keen to book travel they don't get paid extra on yeah. that uh, and maybe that's something you talk about maybe you you can talk about it with your travel agent but if they're reluctant on booking the air travel I think that that should be something that you talk to them about because I know in my past life as a travel agent, there were moments where I have clients in the airport being like, I have no idea what hotel I'm staying at. I have,
2: like, yeah,
1: X airline's been canceled. I got two days in Orlando, and I have no idea what I'm going to do. And that's what a travel agent does while well, you sit in the airport. They figure it out. And then they're like, you know, hey, this is you plan us.
2: I didn't um, – I don't think I ever really booked flights for people. But what I did do was, like, get on the phone and go through it with them. Yes. right like so i think if like if a travel agent who you want to work with isn't going to book that for you like and if somebody had called me now i may not have been able to like help them but i would definitely advise yeah. like so i think it's good to have somebody i don't know can you just go to like is flight center still a thing
1: yeah <laughs> yeah yes, like so- you know like that CAA is yeah is is or um Expedia. Center. i mean yeah. there are other ones obviously um but yeah if you're looking at somebody who and you want the whole thing booked yeah um, this is the reason why because we are fortunate that we had already kind of planned what could happen and how would we handle it of course the plane being confiscated is not
0: <laughs> the, uh, yeah no.
1: but uh we, we knew that something could go wrong and we wanted to, to kind of prepare Not everybody thinks like that. Um, I think now with travel, it is something you should think of. I think you should really kind of plan out if the plane gets canceled. Are you willing to wait till the next day? Are you willing to drive? Are you willing to go to a different airport? Are you willing to talk to that airplane company and say, hey, I want you to get me on the next plane? You know, these are options that you have. And and I think you need to, to start thinking about them, especially, and I think Lauren's right, when you're going on at peak times.
0: Yeah.
3: The other thing that you want to think about is documentation. So you oh, need to yes. keep all your receipts. You mm. need to send those emails quickly. So they wanted to rebook us on a flight three days later. Well, that's not going to work because we're trying to get on a cruise. <laughs> yeah, so
0: I, mean, I mean, you could probably make do if you were going to Walt Disney World and you could adjust. Maybe Disney has the ability to, to shift your dates and and sure, that's fine. But yeah, for a cruise you have a finite time that you need to be there by, and and you guys are already, you know, if anybody takes any t- travel tips from us whatsoever, it's that you don't want to fly to the port on the day of your cruise. That is just, it, it is madness. Um, the day before is ideal. Um, if you have the flexibility, a couple days before and enjoy your, your time there before, before you have to be there. So you guys are already sort of ahead of the game in the sense that yeah you're you're supposed to fly a day before but that gives you a one day window to to get there but
2: honestly three days for any kind of vacation to me is kind of ridiculous because if you have kids who you're on march break like you can't really shift it i mean i guess maybe you could but the concern would be like well, and with work and all of that. So you're you're going yeah. to lose that time. And then how do you recover that cost? And like, that's just a headache. I would not accept <laughs> that.
1: And, and truthfully, I mean, I don't know how anybody can have confidence. Yeah. And say, right. you know, and say to your kids, I know it was canceled today, but don't worry. On Tuesday, we're right. really going go.
0: <laughs> oh. I'm pretty sure that plane won't get confiscated. Right?
1: Yeah. Like, I, I don't know how. I mean, I'm sure there are people who, who left with Flair later on. And had no problems. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. I, How would
3: you sleep for the
1: three days? Yeah, like. For
3: that. But my point was, um, I emailed and I made sure that every adult that had a confirmation number
1: emailed hmm.
3: right away. To say, I want my refund now. Don't yeah. rebook. Me. I don't want to be rebooked. and Because I was worried they were going to say, well, we rebooked you. We don't have to give you right. refund. Right. Yeah. And. There's, I think the issue here is that there's a lot of rules um, that the Canadian government has set out, but there's not a whole lot of enforcement. Yeah. So, Flair has told us that we're going to get our money back for our flight and that they're going to cover the new flights that we booked. That's actually super generous. They don't actually have to do that, um, I don't think. But uh, I, there's also nothing in the legislation about your plane getting confiscated. Yeah. So,
2: I know that, I know. like, there is something that protects Canadian travelers um you know to getting full refunds but it doesn't apply if you accept anything from right. the airline like if you accept a voucher a food voucher if you accept anything um sort of as a compensation or even like this is just uh like complimentary like just don't do it. Right. If, if you have any hopes you of of getting it rebooked or like a refund or whatever, like you should just be yeah. able to ask for the refund. And I'm pretty sure that goes for anywhere you're tra- Like, if you were in the states coming home, even like I think thing that protects you as a Canadian.
1: Yeah. I think it's called the Montreal Convention. Yeah. Um, something like that. I'm, I, Montreal is definitely in the title, but it because it's an international flight, there are more. Okay. You're 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 allowed more compensation. Okay. Yeah. And and it, and it depends on how long the flight's been delayed. Right. Of yeah. course, it's canceled. Um,
3: but the real issue is who enforces?
1: Correct. It. And right. I think yeah,
3: yeah. that's what we're up against. Right. So we're up against a government that doesn't have the capacity, the capacity yeah. to yeah. fix or track all these problems and yeah. and enforce them. And I until think, they do, I don't think the airlines are going to do everything yeah. they can. Yeah. I think they're going to do the minimum. And so. I think you have to save all your receipts. You have to save. So I'm talking like the gas that it took us to get down to Detroit, the extra cost of parking in Detroit, because now it's us dollars, the extra, you got to get that receipt from the airline to make sure everybody's names are on the receipt. And, you know, we actually um, booked seats to make sure that we would have seats because we were worried that the plane was oversold. So make sure that all of those things are on the receipts that you have. And then, you know, making sure that you've asked for the compensation or the refund and that you contacted the company as co- quickly as you can. Um, and I think, you know, even with travel insurance, it's not a slam dunk. Yeah. Like, yeah. There are lots of t- horror stories oh, yeah. of people yeah. not getting what they needed because yeah. they didn't follow the exact rule. Well, of and it they, they don't account.
2: really want to pay you out insurance, right?
0: No, They don't <laughs> so, make money that way. So
2: just, I, I feel like you do have to be, um, you have to be like really intentional and you kind of have to be prepared to to work and provide the information and and do i guess your part to get what you're owed yeah unfortunately i think
0: one of the challenges um that obviously there's there's a large gap here i know the canadian government has earmarked more money for uh people to go through the backlog of cases um, or claims cases I have no idea what that amount is or you know how quickly they'll kind of deal with the backlog but yeah there there needs to be some oversight one of the challenges is is it depends on what your um, abilities are to carry that extra burden for a, a period of time because when you are uh, when your flight is canceled right then and there um, you know, logic would, would say that the airline would go, your flight is canceled. Your money's back on your credit card right away. End of story. Like, uh, there you go. Um, but, it, but it doesn't, it, it, yeah, it will take a long, a long time. And even insurance claims might take, uh, you know, 30 days, uh, minimum after your last, you know, your last conversation with, with the business in order to get your your money. And so I I definitely understand, um, you know, from your example, where there would be families sitting in in the Waterloo Airport, some who, uh, like yourselves are, you know, busy, uh, looking on Google flights, we've booked something else that seems reasonable out of Detroit, and we're going to go and then sort out um, sort out everything after the fact, there are going to be some people who just drive down, um, that is, you know, uh, another option, but there were probably people who said, uh, like, I'm sorry, we've got to go home because I don't, I don't have an extra, you know, $2,000 worth of space yeah. to, or carry, I can carry $2,000 worth of debt for the next 30 to 60 days while things get sorted out. It's, it's a real, it's a real challenge. Well, for or sure. you
2: just, some people just don't, um, like they don't know what to do. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you just,
1: oh, and that's
2: stressful.
1: I've, yeah. I have no doubt that there are people who are going to just, like, just think that what's happening is what can happen and what yeah. should happen and are not pushing for themselves or advocating for themselves. And, like, you said 12 days, it's 21 days today, three weeks. Wow. Since it's been canceled. And I'm not saying that I necessarily need to see it in my account, but it is crazy when you think about if you go to, X store and you return a shirt, they'll put your money back on your debit card instantly or put right. it back in a credit card and it will take five to 10 business days or whatever. And you can see it. Like now that we have, yeah. you know, our credit card statements on our phone, you can get a really real time um, understanding of, of how quickly things move. I understand bigger companies, bigger cogs have to kind of move, but it is distressing. And there are people who live paycheck to paycheck. And this trip was, you know, something they've worked on for years yeah. or, or months at least it's Disappointing that we're not able to kind of turn the page and say, Here's what happened, we've rectified it, we're moving on,
0: and yeah, we should too.
1: Um, you I know, every really customer have-
0: service, right? Yeah, I'm
2: just a little bit <laughs> pessimistic, and I think that they could pay it out. They're just hoping by taking a long time and making people go through steps that people don't do it, yeah,
1: people will forget about That's it. No, this is. And, and I mean, yeah, this happens with a ton of different companies and it's frustrating. And, uh, you know, we didn't get into this, but I mean, we've had multiple emails from multiple people to multiple email addresses because, of course, there's multiple people on the strip that have all been very different. Like there are emails that say, no, you're not entitled to it. Emails that are saying, oh, of course, you're getting everything. <laughs> and, and and you're just like, well, I don't know what to believe. And and, and I'm then not-
3: questions that have been ignored. Right.
1: right. right. So right. I finally like, got
3: someone on the phone, but that was very hard to do. Yeah. Um, and that's when I learned that you have to wait at least thirty days yeah. for this refund, even though one email said seven to ten days. So yeah. I think, yeah, it, it is definitely um like you have to have time yeah, for this. Patient, right? You have time to do all this.
0: It's a part-time but, job to figure yeah. out your own refund. <laughs>
3: Get
1: my money back. Yeah.
3: All uh, in all, though, I will
2: say, despite all that, the trip was fantastic. I was going to say, you got on the cruise. Yeah, yeah. we did. We got,
1: yeah, we made it to the cruise finally. Um, and, I mean... It
3: made it a little sweeter,
1: too. The Detroit airport is great. I, I You know, the more times I go to other <laughs> airports, I go to the Detroit airport, I'm like, ah, this kind of feels like home. It's well, almost like...
3: You <laughs> said there were three options, but that's three options with Spirit. Don't there forget, was, there's a whole bunch yeah, of was, other airlines we could have
1: chosen from, right? It's yeah. true. That was, that was actually, that was the cheapest option, right? Because right. Google does allocate kind of based on... on
0: no, Google doesn't... Uh... Doesn't have Southwest, right? Correct. Right. There are a few Southwest, Sunwing. There yeah. are a few. It does not
1: carry. Um, however, in that moment of desperation, I was.
0: Yeah. Uh, and ty-
1: typically, Spirit, in my experience, it will be your lowest cost option.
3: We flew Frontier home, which was also very low cost for yes. what it was. Now we did yep. have we didn't come back the Sunday of March right. You know, having changing your dates a little bit on March break can make a big difference. Yes, yeah, so we came
1: back on the Tuesday after March break, yeah, and you're right. That was, yeah. Yeah. Right. And
3: same for Disney, too. I noticed if you wanted to stay on Saturday of the first Saturday of March break, there was no availability. But if you waited till Tuesday to start your vacation at Disney, you mm-hmm. got a reasonable price. So yeah. it's
1: interesting. Not, uh, reasonable. That's interesting. <laughs> well, uh-huh. Different.
0: Less. Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, so that's a really good tip. Um, another thing to talk to your travel agent about
0: a yeah. so um you know I'm trying to think of the the person who is not a seasoned traveler uh what can what can we tell them that is uh I guess hopeful or optimistic about about things if things go wrong with your flight um you know there's a I guess there's a couple of levels. First level is like your flight is delayed by a couple of hours. Um, and that could be plane related or uh pilot related or or whatnot. Um, and there are levels of comp- compensation depending on your uh the length of your delay. Um, then you know, it, chances are good if it's if it's plane related or pi- pilot related and the flight is going to take off shortly. Uh, or within a reasonable time frame, then, you know, you kind of stick around and you stick it out and you find something to do for a couple hours. But from a pure, like, cancellation standpoint, um, I guess it depends on the weather, uh, what's causing the reason for the cancellation. But but your backups in terms of either trying to book something at the current airport, which I guess would be the most... Um, the easiest for you to, to kind of handle. Um, but then, yeah, if, if there aren't other flights to your destination or to somewhere close to your destination, um, then yeah, you're looking at other airports. Um, in our, I know in our airline travel, uh, podcast episode 14, we definitely do talk about, you know, the benefits of going across the border because the bigger airports have more, more flights out. Um, it's just something to keep in the back of your head. Um, again, you don't have to have in place, like if this flight gets canceled, gets canceled, I know that I'm going to book X flight from X airport, um, you know, for X amount of dollars. Um, but it's just good to know kind of what your, what your options are for, for planning, because it can be, you know, it, it can just be a mountain of anxiety when when things start to to kind of go downhill a little bit so um it is important i know nobody likes reading like legislation but the air passenger protection regulations for for canadians um it does sort of lay out uh, things like compensation for for how long your uh your length of delay is and there's different amounts for if it's three to six hours if it's six to nine hours or if it's longer than nine hours um you get different levels of comp- compensation and as lauren mentioned if you you know if the <laughs> if the uh airline goes hey you you know we'll give you a hundred bucks and a meal voucher um, that might negate you forfeit, your
2: yeah.
0: your access to compensation. So it is important to don't kind trust of know. anyone.
2: Don't trust anyone's <laughs> kindness. Be You're very suspicious. I'm you. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, everything's Hit a conspiracy. That out of their hand.
3: No way. No, thank you. <laughs> but, and I, I think they have to give you a refund if they ask for it. So if the I flight starts so. delayed, you can walk up to the counter and get a get a refund. Yeah. So obviously, rebook something else before you do that. But yes. uh, I'm pretty sure that they have to. And I don't know that they have to wait a certain amount of time. I think it's any delay, but I'm not sure. And I think, um, I'm not sure if that,
2: these are the the details. Like, does that include weather? Right. Like, and I think that it might include, be things within their control, right? Right. Or like, the, like, that they've that's on right. them yeah. like staffing well or, in right, the mechanical. in the in
0: the passenger protection protection regulations there is a section that talks about uh a definitions of situations within and outside of an airline's mm-hmm. control yeah so it is kind of good to know generally what those are or at least know that you can go and look there um to be able to figure out okay what should be the next step from my perspective or from the airline's perspective, what are they responsible for? Or is this Although, on me?
3: They don't always tell you. And in our yeah. case, they, they said won't. It was, and it was not. And I've, I've been on, we've had problems and not known why right. there was a delay. Yeah. Mm. So sure. that's really a challenge. And so if you can get that information, it's helpful. Um, and then I would just throw in there one more time that you really need to read your insurance policy. Right. So yep. When you're buying travel insurance, get the policy. Read it and compare them before you buy, because I I was willing to spend more knowing that I was covered for more, right? right. And, and you know, it really depends on what you think you need. Yeah,
1: and your airline not paying their bills is actually within their <laughs> control, so yeah, that's, that's their fault. <laughs> yes. So just kind of keep that so in mind. Um, so that's that's my input there.
0: Yeah. Um, I think that's probably, you know, a good amount that we've covered. Uh, yeah. The whole so time far. I'm
2: thinking, I'm like, so this is why people drive sometimes.
0: Yes. Right?
2: Yeah. yeah. You know? But How you can't you always. No, you can't. I it know, does take time.
0: You know. Yeah,
1: my staff told me never to drive again. Uh.
0: <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I know, um, you know, some places in the country have two weeks for March break. And so you have oh. a little bit of flexibility there. Yeah. I'm looking at you, Vancouver. Um,
2: tell them why this is unreal to me i shouldn't i don't i'm in a a feisty mood today or something some
0: school boards uh particularly in affluent areas of vancouver um because parents would notoriously every year take their kids out for two weeks even if march break was one week uh, the school board decided that well let's make it two weeks because like, everybody's Hawaii going away is for the, two weeks.
2: Hawaii's is the big place to go out there because yeah. it's closer, and we know this because Ryan's uh, sister works for one of those school boards. Yeah,
0: she teaches in uh, isn't in that Vancouver. crazy though? They're yeah. just
2: like oh, so you guys are just you just are taking two weeks <laughs> anyway, so we might as well just change it. But hey, Ontario, if, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, come
0: on, Ontario, be more affluent.
3: <laughs>
2: Two weeks with their kids. I was just yes. gonna say
1: that. I'm like, I don't want to spend two weeks.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I would think with two weeks at least it gives you some some flexibility. When you have one week of vacation, and especially, you know, I feel for teachers, because yes. your only time is that time. Yeah. You know, you're you're stuck. I've gotta go in this week. And I if I'm missing some, then it's because uh you know, I'm missing out on days.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: rough. But yeah.
2: I'm so glad that you guys got on that um long overdue cruise though, <laughs> after
3: all
1: that. Yeah. It took us four years. Oh two two pandemics, plane seizures.
3: Yeah. Four rebookings. Yeah. Four re-booking. <laughs>
1: wow. Partition of You got it. It yeah. was worth
3: it.
0: Yeah. And you somehow made it happen with grandparents and two children in tow. Yeah. Congratulations.
3: Yeah. Thank
1: you. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It, it was amazing and I'm so happy that it's done.
0: Yeah.
2: Until next time. Yeah. That's it. But we'll be
0: talking about your cruise uh shortly and for now um you know that's our that's our take on on Canadian airline travel. Um go back and listen to our old episode if you want the the full details of everything that we have, this one more specifically about what to do if, uh, if things don't necessarily go according to plan, Mm -hmm. um, what, what your options are. And a lot of it is, you know, you you do have to spend a little bit of time knowing, uh, what your backup plans could be, um, going into things. But in a perfect world, everybody flies on time everywhere and never has delays. Um, So, yeah,
2: I think you guys are owed like the smoothest travel ever, like, you know, coming up sometime. Just one of these upcoming trips will be
0: uh, so easy and so carefree. Yeah.
2: Uh, I'm just very hopeful that we don't have to deal with any of that. I'm very, very (laughs) nervous about flying with Rosalie (laughs) for the first time. Um,
0: But we know what our backup plans are.
2: Uh, yeah that's true yeah all we have to do is is control this (laughs) (laughs) two-year-old
0: yeah uh but that's it let's leave it there uh for this week um congratulations everybody we made it through our first episode as a canadian disney podcast and thank you for sticking along with us um we invite you to check us out uh, online um, through our Facebook and Instagram pages. Um, but you can also uh, check us out on our website. It's canadiandisneyblog.com slash podcast.
2: And um, I'll just mention that I I also set up a little buy me a coffee. Yeah, so, if you would um, like to support us. Slash buy us a Dole Whip. So, um well, you know, it's just if you want to buy us a Dole Whip, then we would use um, that support to like pay for, I don't know, what has to be paid for?
0: The website. Yeah, the website. Or... We're
2: just like hosting things, yeah. web things. So like, because um, this has been a, a labor of love, which is great and we're happy to do it, but also... Um, you know it's just out there uh so you you can find that link i think on the website on the website and then also if you follow us on instagram in our bio uh the link is there as well
0: but yeah thank you so much for joining us for the canadian disney podcast uh we'd like to thank you for joining us and we look forward to you joining us again next time